Welcome to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, with my girl, Nikki. Before we uh, jump into the show, though, we want to talk about our sponsor this week. Who do we have, Nikki? We have Airwave. I'm not going to say it's my favorite thing to put in my mouth hole, but it's way up there. <laughs> it's up there. <laughs> There's so many ways I could go with that, but we're going to say it's great for training uh, and it's awesome. And I love that's it in right. my mouth hole too. So let's go. That, oh, what a glowing endorsement. Um, so if you, if you are new here, um, Airwave is a, it's a wicked cool training tool. It's a mouthpiece that you have molded right over your teeth. It sits really comfortably in your mouth. You can kind of like talk with it in and not look and sound so weird. So don't think of it like your mouth guards from middle school across, which is like all I could think of when we first started using them. Um, no, it's, it's really nice and comfortably, um, up against your teeth. You can bite down on it. And when you're training, it sets your jaw in the proper position to increase your oxygenation, which can help, especially in like really long metcons where you really hit a wall a couple minutes in. Um, and then it can also help with, you know, releasing the right amount of cortisol, which helps with your overall recovery. And I know John, that's kind of why it's a tool in your arsenal, right? That's always my thing. Uh, what I'm most impressed with them though, is, you know, they have this uh, kind of stable of athletes that are using it. And I'm, I'm always skeptical when I see athletes uh, advertising stuff, but every time I go to a competition, I see these athletes actually wearing them in competition, most notably Rich Froning, Dolan Pepper, uh, Danielle Brandon. Daniel I mean, we're Brandon. talking like, yeah, like yeah. the real kind of top elite in the sport. And, you know, they're not just going to shove that thing in their mouth prior to a comp if they don't really believe in it. And I just think that's really cool. Yeah. And I think that as CrossFitters, we're constantly trying to get a little bit of an edge everywhere we can, right? With belts and we wear knee sleeves and wrist wraps and lifters. And that's just the stuff that I wear. Um, so, you know, here's another tool that you can add to your training. I will say, give it a few tries. Like it's a little weird to get used to and you kind of drool around it a little bit in the beginning, <laughs> but all that stuff goes away. Um, and if, if you like it as a training tool, it can really, really be useful and, and you'll miss it. You'll start to really be like, Oh, duh, like I forgot it. Darn. I should go home and get it or whatever. Yeah. Well, take it from the guy that's used a lot of stuff to get an edge that did not work. This is the one thing that has worked for me and I'm very happy with it. So. so try it out for yourself. Give it a shot. Let us know what you think. It's airwave, A-I-R-W-A-A-V.com. And I would love to know from our listeners if they tried it, if it worked. Yeah. Keep us posted. All right. And on to the show with Annie Sakamoto. Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cahoots. I'm your host, John, with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? That's not what this show is what? called. No, I know. <laughs> it maybe I... should be, though. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Andy Sakamoto is with us. Andy, do you know the story behind Cahoots? Have you heard this yet? No, I, I got confused for a second. I was like, wait, am I on the wrong podcast? <laughs> wait, Annie's like so nice that she wasn't going to be like, oh, no, I think maybe you told me the wrong thing, you guys. She was I just going to roll with it completely. It, well, <laughs> it normally is cocktails. Last week with all the drama that and I'm just even saying it now with an eye roll because I'm just so over drama at this point. But with all the drama that went down within CrossFit, some of this other podcast was speculating as to like how all this got out in the community. And they literally said they think I'm in cahoots with CrossFit headquarters to help get out and like smooth the message. I'm like, in cahoots, like when did the meme guy become in cahoots with the higher ups at HQ? Like, like Eric's picking up the phone going, Hey, Hey John, listen, I'm about to do some really woke shit. I need you to start smoothing this out with all your followers. And of course yeah. I'm like, uh, Eric, you stole my look, bitch. So absolutely not. I am not. <laughs> they stole my look. <laughs> absolutely not. We look just alike. They're going to blame me anyway. And, uh, mm -hmm. It was just that so ludicrous. So close from you. I get it now. Yeah. So now it's just like, all right, well, I wish I was in cahoots. I want to check. I want better seats at the games. I, like <laughs> there's so many things I want. I want a better Fran time and I want everyone to lie about it. That's it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. All right. That'd be so much better than money, actually. Oh, sure. gosh. Yes. Did you guys know I have a two, two fifteen Fran time? It's really great. I've been working really hard on it. And then everyone just goes, oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Yes, you do. Wow. John's super fit. Yeah, we've all seen it. We've all seen it, but the tape got ruined. <laughs> Witnessed it. That's great. So welcome to this madness. 
Yeah. <laughs> Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I normally get all, uh, when we get OGs on, I get all starstruck because I started uh, CrossFit in 2011-ish, 2012 maybe. And, you know, all you guys were the rage. Like that's all I knew at the time. And uh, And for the record, your specific benchmark workouts, the only one I'm good at for whatever that's worth. <laughs> The only and one. Do you, and do you scream when you hit the shower right afterwards too? I, I do. Yeah, it, of course. It, this of is course. a true story. Uh, that workout is the only one that I like really killed myself to get great at because you don't have to be strong to be great at it. You just have to be able to do unbroken double unders and fast sit-ups, you know, yeah. and uh, only, well, but you know, comparatively to doing yes. 30 snatches at 135 pounds or yeah, you know, yeah. You can get jerks. better at it quicker. Totally. I understand where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah. And it was the one workout I could compete with the big guys on, you know, they'd get winded and they don't like doing sit up. So like I could go out there and actually do it. And I loved it. It's my favorite. So. And you ripped a little skin in the meantime to, to get there, mm-hmm. huh? Well, that's where all those Abmat memes come from. Yeah. And the, the guys at Abmat will actually message me. They're like, you know, you're using our product wrong. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I'm just trying to go really fast. That's all. <laughs> Yep. Do you know that? Isn't this sad? I never ever got butt rash ever what? until I sad? never did. I don't know. I don't know. It was That's like this sad. magical, beautiful situation where like everyone had it but me, and I never had like the moment in the shower or anything like that until I got pregnant. And oh. now I can't do anything. I can't do like any sit ups without like a full on yoga mat situation, or else I get butt rash. Yeah. It's not fair. Wow. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Have a kid, they said. <laughs> Have a kid, they say. It'll change It'll everything. They say. Uh-huh. Uh, I uh-huh. was such an innovator back in the day when I would get butt rash. What I would do, this is way too much information for everyone. I would go out and buy those big square band-aids and I just put it on one side of your butt cheek <laughs> so they wouldn't rub together. Totally works. It's a pro move if anyone <laughs> wants to know. When I first, when I first started coaching and this was a million years ago, cause I started coaching back in 2011, um, there were some dudes in the gym that wore football shorts because their butt chafe was so bad, like padded. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, I saw it one time, like one of them pulled his pants down to show me and it was whoa, like all the way up one side of his crack around like the tailbone and all the way down the other side oh of, God. I was like, you're doing you're doing something wrong i don't know right. what it is right. something is not right no it should be about yay big and that's about it yeah now how does it feel having people discussing butt rash amongst the workout that is your namesake really? <laughs> yeah. let's, let's call it chafing instead of rash. like <laughs> okay okay good call this sounds there's an allergic reaction or something happening um <laughs> yeah yeah uh I mean, it's funny. I get, you know, there's a lot of positive comments because obviously it is one of the workouts that people can RX really early on um, in their CrossFit career. And so I get a lot of kind of, oh, you know, you you were the first uh, benchmark wild I could ever RX. But then I do get a lot of, um, yeah, thanks for that scar on my tailbone. so it's funny. And I've been there. I've done it. Um, you know, had the chafe, not known it was there, hit the shower and thought there was a leech or some animal crawling on me. Um, <laughs> oh, but it's, like, you know, what's funny is I'm horrific at ab mat setups, like horribly slow at ab mat setups. Is that why it's named after you almost like an ironic thing? I think so. I, that's my guess um, is that, you know, I love double unders and I hate ab mat setups. And so it's kind of that combo of like a love, hate, two movements. Um, and that's, I, I think that's how I got it. I don't know. It was like one day I woke up, you know, uh, opened up my computer, turned on CrossFit, went to CrossFit.com and there was Annie 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, double unders and setups. And I was like, what is that? Why? <laughs> <laughs> so were they doing it as a compliment in those days or were they trolling you? Like how, how did that line up? I'm not, you know, um, I know. Eva's is nasty and I'm not exactly sure how hers completely came about. I know with Nicole, she had gone back to the archives and and she had found a workout that was a 20 minute AMRAP of a 400 meter run. 
and max rep pull-ups. And she was like just horrifically sore, obviously like that kind of brachialis, the pull-up spot. And she complained to Greg about it for days. Hence that workout then became named Nicole. Um, Like the workout Kelly was named after Kelly Moore, who was very avid on the CrossFit.com site in the early days. And she was super strong. And there was a workout that came out and she posted this amazing time. And I think she did it with the men's dumbbell weight. And everybody, you know, came on and just, oh my God, Kelly, you're amazing. And that's great. And she said, well, yeah, that's because it wasn't running wall balls and box jumps. And literally the next day, like everybody turned on their computer and there was Kelly, five rounds of 400 meter run, 30 wall balls, 30 box jumps. So I'm not exactly sure why, like there was no moment that should have spawned my workout, but I just remember, you know, going to .com one day and there it was. I I love this stuff though, because it reminds me of the early days when I started of how important the community was. Like we all got nicknames. Whenever we did something crazy, we would get a nickname for it. Yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I, I forget sometimes in kind of today's environment where everything's online that, uh, how powerful those connections were, you know, and particularly in the early days of CrossFit, I was talking yeah. to Craig Howard about you today, actually, oh, uh, from, awesome. from Diablo CrossFit. And he's yep. a huge fan, as you know, of you. And, uh, he and I were talking about that of just like the power of the affiliate and what it does for people's lives. Like, do you still feel that in Santa Cruz? Is it still as powerful for you today as it was when you started then? 100%, 100%. And, um, you know, within the four walls of our affiliate, I think that's the truth. It's um, the community, the family that we have on a daily basis is amazing. But, you know, I'll tell you, um, when everything went down, uh, you know, what I don't know if that was a year or two years ago, I guess. Um, and a lot of people were pulling out of CrossFit, deaffiliating. And really, you know, if things hadn't changed, we would have deaffiliated as well. And it would not have changed what happens on a daily basis in our gym. But the thought of not having that kind of global connection uh, was heartbreaking to me. Um, Because again, I don't think it would have changed our day-to-day business. Uh, But one of the things I think we all as affiliate owners, as coaches, but mainly as members of the community pride ourselves on is kind of that greater global connection that you could be anywhere in the world. And if you see a CrossFit or somebody who has a CrossFit shirt, you're like, that's my brother. That's my sister. That's, that's my kind of people. Um, And that is by far one of the most amazing things about CrossFit for me. It it feels a little bit like we're losing that. I want to, I want to find a way for us to get that back. Like when I would say it feels like we're losing it. Um, I'm trying to remind myself recently that we have so much more in common than we do in different, you know, and different from each other. Mm. And particularly when you think of these workouts, like we all have the same story about, you know, butt rash, you know, (laughs) that's a commonality. Everybody gets it. We all have that story. And we, and we could tell hundreds of stories about that, whether it was the first time you ripped your hands or the first time you hit yourself in the head with a barbell and like all kind of all the dumb stuff we do as CrossFitters. And somehow we've, you know, maybe it's just the, I don't know, since 2020 on, we've just kind of gotten caught up in ourselves and forget how much we really like each other, you know? Definitely. And, you know, that's why I think last year the Open uh, was so great and and especially that they did the live announcements again because, again, I think that is somewhere where as as CrossFitters we really rally around something together. Um, And, you know, yes, on the games, but, but the open, it's like, everybody's doing it. We're all doing it. Or at least we're watching people within our affiliates do it. We're rooting for them. Um, And so I think, you know, hopefully like as the open uh, starts up again, we feel that kind of common bond again, Um, because you're right. It is hard. and, And everything that's happened in 2020, 2021, obviously with the pandemic, but then just within CrossFit itself has been very divisive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be really nice to have, like you're saying, a more, a feeling of connection again. It's creating great memes though, yeah. for the record. It's true. <laughs> that is true. Well, when you're I in think... the business of memes, then that's a good, are you the cause of all this, John? I'm, I'm in cahoots. Am I we the drama? That's, that's him. That's uh, John is the, am I the drama? I just feel like, I feel like in so many ways, like, uh, 
being hyper-connected, right? Being online, being on social media all the time, like it can help and hurt us in so many ways. And I feel like the the hyper-connection has made it more difficult for people to just kind of like absorb news and process and form their own opinions. And I, it's tough because on the other hand, like it keeps us so much more connected and you meet so many more people in the community that we can develop online is so phenomenal. But on, on the, the sort of backhand of that is just the difficulty of getting sort of any news and processing that type of information in a way that's non-judgmental and not trolly and not the garbage fire that the internet is. Um, and so it's just this very double-edged sword. I, I don't know. I would say like, oh man, you know, I, I wish that we weren't all like on social trashing everything all the time. But then at the same time, I'm like, no, I'm so glad we're on social because I've met so many people from all over the world that share this thing that I love. And I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. You know, one of the times that I, I was like, the most impressed with social media and just so, so happy that it exists is, you know, when Eva T had her plane accident mm-hmm. um, yep. and we last minute did this fundraiser because uh, we knew she was going to need money. And it was like, we did it super quick. We didn't have a lot of prep and I blasted it on my social media. And obviously people picked it up and blasted it. And we raised like $20,000 in less than a month for Eva. And mm-hmm. it was 100% the power of social media. You know, there were people yep. messaging me from Holland and Australia and all over the world. Like, how can we help? How can we help? And that's when I was like, social media is amazing. This is an amazing tool. Um, but then, like you said, Nikki, then everybody, you know, the divisiveness, the, the all the information and people's need to like make this big statement on it and cause more divisiveness is, is a bummer. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, the same thing happened to us two years ago. My father-in-law's home burned down right before Christmas, like a freak accident, chimney fire thing. And John was actually instrumental in spreading this. We, we did a, a oh my God, what's it called when you raise money oh, go, on the, uh, yeah, we did a GoFundMe for them. It was a GoFundMe or whatever it was. Yeah. Just trying to like rebuild this poor man's home right before the holiday. And yeah, we raised like $13,000 and people donating from all over the world who don't know me, who don't know my husband, who don't, who are just like, Oh man, that poor family, here's 50 bucks. And I was like, blown away. I couldn't believe it. And, and, you know, you look at that kind of stuff and you're like, man, if it weren't for those people, where would we be? Where would those folks in the tough situations be? It's yeah. wild. Yeah. I, I will say like, I, I meet, you know, virtually meet people all over the world and I'm continually, um, reminded about how good our community is. Like, I mean, I, I deal with a lot of trolls, but I get a lot of people that message that just say the nicest things and, and tell stories about their communities in Germany and Austria and, you know, all over Europe. And, you know, and I'm always like, man, I can barely speak my language. How do you speak two or three, you know? <laughs> and, and the, you know, they're just always so pleasant and funny and they all have the same stories that we do. You know, it's just, it's, it's really amazing to me how similar CrossFitters are worldwide, where there's just so many dumb people all over the planet. It's great. (laughs) Thank God we're not those people. I know, right. (laughs) No, of course not. So Annie, are you gearing up for the open? I am. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I love the open. I love this time of year. Um, it, it's busy with my family right now, both kids from club sports and, you know, we have practices, but, um, but yeah, I'm excited about the open for sure. What about you guys? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, no. <laughs> You're not doing the open. No, I'm doing it. I'm just not excited okay. about it. I'm no. just like, what? Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm both. I was talking about this last night. I'm excited. You know, I like the three week open as opposed to the five week open. Same. Uh, it's, Huge. it's better for my body for whatever that's worth. Like as a master's athlete, that five week open just destroyed me. Yep. Uh, mostly because I do a lot of dumb things, you know, and it just, I couldn't handle it for five weeks straight. Um, but this will be my, uh, I took like a two or three year break in between from opens. I was training for other things. So I want to say this is like my seventh or eighth open maybe. And uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to see how I stack up against all the other old guys, you know. (laughs) So we do a four week open at my gym. Let me explain. We uh, we use the open and kind of combine it with an intramural within the gym itself. So uh, the gym is divided into teams, two teams. 
and you get points for your team, right? So you get a point for coming in and doing the workout period. And the whole gym does the workout every, you know, Friday or whatever. And then you can come in and do it again on Saturday or Monday or whatever you want to do, but you get one point for coming in and doing the workout. You get, um, one point if you, if you win the workout, you know, per your division, highest, whatever in the gym, but you get three points for your team. If you do the social media challenge for the week, So if anyone follows me and you've seen me do really stupid shit, like you try to like put on one shoe while you're like upside down or you're trying to like balance something on a PVC pipe. I mean, they're just really dumb, whatever, but it's, it's to uh, encourage participation, right. Rather than just say that the best or fittest or strongest people in the gym are the ones getting the points. So, um, the final week of the open, cause we do, you know, like I said, we do weeks one through three as part of our, our weekly class. The final workout is always, um, CrossFit and games, So it might be CrossFit, you know, you have to do some sort of like 2159, but then you also have to, I don't know, like hit the, the ping pong ball into the cup, like beer pong style, or there's a cornhole, something involved, or you got to do this puzzle real fast. And then you got to go do wall balls. Like it's always some sort of gaming situation. And it's just a really fun way to bring our whole gym together. Super fun. Very cool. Yeah. And you yeah. said you, you have kids doing close sports. How old are your kids? Uh, my daughter is 15 and she plays volleyball. And then my son is 13. Uh, he plays basketball and uh, baseball right now. Oh man, you are busy. Yeah. Yeah. Mine are two years apart. And that's a, that's a great spacing for kids, but so yeah. hard when they're that close and both like, I felt like I was running from one field to the other when they were both doing active sports. Yeah, that's pretty much where we're at. Like, you know, I drove, we were up in Sacramento last weekend for a volleyball tournament. My husband stayed here because Izzy had two basketball games. And, um, but, you know, it's like, how lucky are we that this is what we get to be doing? You know, that we have the means to do it, that we have kids that want to be doing it. Um, and just, yeah, that, that there's activities running up and running right now. So uh, these are, these are happy problems to be having. Do they also do CrossFit or are they just doing team sports right now? They're just doing team sports. They've done it. Like we, you know, definitely during the pandemic, we kind of set up a gym in the backyard and um, they've done it at gyms and stuff periodically, but they're, and actually uh, my son, he has a conditioning is a big part of baseball right now. And it's very, it's very CrossFit-esque, um, but they're, they're much more into team sports, which I like right now, um, less into kind of the CrossFit side of stuff. And I'm, I'm good with that. Mine went with me for a while and I was taking them to uh, CrossFit mentality, which is Scott Panchik's gym. Okay. And at the time the twins were still training there. And Megan, my youngest, I was probably 15, probably the same age as yours or, you know, thereabouts. And we were training one day and we were doing deadlifts and I was facing the back wall and she was facing the other wall. I'm not even sure why we're facing different directions, but I'm deadlifting. I look at her and she's literally just standing there like a zombie. And I turn and look over my shoulder and there's Spencer Pancheck with his shirt off doing the ski erg. And I'm like, all right, you're done with CrossFit. Young lady. <laughs> like, like, no more, no more. And I had to go lecture Spencer. I'm like, put your shirt on, buddy. My kids are here. Like an old man. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, kids these days. Kids yeah, these days. Yeah, totally blame her, I gotta say. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, he's built like Adonis. I mean, you know, the dude is yeah. shredded. So I yeah. couldn't really blame her. I'm just like, Meg, seriously, you can't even let me leave the room. She's like, what do you want from me? You know? <laughs> yeah. Just I can't kidding. even handle the fact that your kids are like full on teenagers right now. Yeah. Like oh. when did that happen? It's crazy, isn't it? Well, the, yeah. And Megan just, uh, we're picking colleges probably this week or so. Like she's been accepted wow. to everything she applied to. And so now we just have to choose. How old are you? That makes me want to throw up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 20 and 18. Megan's the wow. youngest. I think, I hope I'm not spoiling the surprise. I think she's going to go to the university of Cincinnati. So we're going to be a bear cat, but awesome. Yeah, we'll cool. see. I mean, she wants to be an interior designer. They have this awesome program and it's just far enough away from her mom and dad that she's, you know, probably going to be pretty happy, but she's got an uncle that lives in that city. So, you know, we'd be happy to have somebody close. So we'll see. Yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah. Not good for wow. my wallet either way. I still got to pay for it. You know, but. I know you guys. Meanwhile, daycare starts in like two weeks. 
in this house. That's awesome. It's a good thing. It's a really good thing. I need like a paper bag to breathe into. No, you're going to love it. It's so good. It's so good for them. I I mean, our kids did it. It was awesome. Germs. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. No, I know. There's no, there's no part of it that I don't love on paper, right? The germs and that's, that's good and exposure and meeting new people and socializing and learning like Lord knows I'm at home trying to work with him, but I'm really just like on a zoom call and like bouncing him with my foot in the Bjorn. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not interacting all day long. Like I love everything about it, but the thought of dropping my kid off with strangers makes me want to throw up. (laughs) It's just, it's an adjustment. And I'm like hyperventilating my way through it. It'll only be like that for a couple of days. And then when you can move about your house, like freely or get work done, (laughs) you're going to be like, this is amazing. At least I I know. I know. No, I definitely will. I'll get there. I just am like, you know, you go from like all day, every day with this human that you made. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, bye. See you in like five hours. And I'm like, <gasps> right. <"My> child. <laughs> well, then they, they get a little older at daycare though. And then they start making friends and then it becomes really cute no. for you as you see them playing no. with others and learning to get along and you know, all the crazy. And then there's all the craziness that comes with that too. So yeah, it's, it's a wild ride. It's always fun. Yep. I'm I remember scared. when, I remember when Mira was at daycare, she's going to kill me for telling the story. She, she was little. And here's the problem with her having a dad like me is I always say really bad things. So the, the, we get a call from the teacher, all serious, really serious. And she goes, uh, hey, listen, uh, Mira got in trouble today. She, uh, we were in story time and she reached over and touched a little boy. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, no, no, no touched him where she shouldn't have touched him i'm like oh well did the story have a happy ending and the teacher did not teacher did not think that was the did not was not amused even a little not even a little i'm like what do you want from me that was a good joke like teachers have no sense of humor about these things nine nine but this is the stuff you have to deal with like they're little kids like like little kids it's like come on like i know like yeah. that's what she was yeah. going for. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it is. So that's so uh, well, I'm excited, but I'm also actually terrified. So, so, so scared. So word help me. Be good. We all we all sent our kids there and they're all thriving now yep. for the most part. Right. They all, right. They all made right. it. Right. Yeah. Right. So I just can't believe that we're oh, go ahead, Nikki. No, nothing. I was just going to say, I just can't believe we're here. I don't know what, like time doesn't make sense to me anymore. Just doesn't. Oh, I know. It does seem like just yesterday you guys got pregnant to me. I I was just thinking that actually how fast this has gone from point A to point B, you know, wild. Right. Yeah. And we're already at six months and you know what? And, and already like kind of asking ourselves like, okay, well shit, when are we going to do this again? Cause you, you know, if you want kids close in age and I'm already in my mid thirties and Matt's old as hell. So, you know, <laughs> trying to already, trying to already have that conversation of like, oh shit, we don't know what the hell we're doing even a little bit. Well, I guess we're going to do it again at some point. What the Wait, fuck? It doesn't how, make any how, sense. how old is Matt? You're hurting my feelings now. How old is Matt? Matt will be Matt will be forty in December. Oh, he is old as so. hell. Okay, he broke down. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna get I on know. it. And he looks he looks younger than me, which is so annoying. If you look at a picture of the two of us, and you're like, one of these people is 33, and one of them is 39. Which is which? Mm. I guarantee you, 10 out of 10 people will be like, that bitch is old. <laughs> guarantee. <laughs> no. But um, but do you know what gives me some like a little bit of peace and faith is when I when I think about potentially doing this again is Annie, I don't know if you remember this, but um, man, we were doing, uh, we were doing games part one in 2020 and we were at the ranch uh uh and I was not yet pregnant, but trying like tracking my ovulation, whatever we were talking. But at the time I was still like, just so scared of being pregnant and like ruining my body forever. And by the way, all that shit goes out the window actually, after you actually have a kid which you told me but at the time I didn't believe you and I was like I'm gonna have cankles forever (laughs) um and you told me that like the fittest 
or like at least feeling the best that you've ever felt was the time period between your two kids, like after having one before you got pregnant with a second. And that kind of like, I think about that a lot, just so you know, like maybe multiple times a day. I'm like, we already said that this is going to be a good period of time for me. Yeah. Well, and actually (laughs) even about a year after I had my second, I felt great. Um, For sure that, that time period um, up until like my late thirties, I felt like, you know, obviously, um, notwithstanding the time I was pregnant was for sure. Some of my, the fittest I've ever been the best I've ever felt. So I say, I say that to myself all the time when I'm like, when my back hurts just from like sitting down on the toilet, I'm like, (laughs) Annie said, this is going to get better. And then I'm going to feel the fittest I've ever been right around the time I'm having kids. It's going to get better. I swear. It's going to happen, Nikki. I promise. I always have this twinge of jealousy when people that incredibly fit go, oh, that was the, when I was the fittest I ever was, when you're right. still incredibly yes. fit, like you're still competing, like it's, which is this unreal is to me with all the stuff you do between competing and, you know, now you're doing the broadcast stuff. Like you like the busiest person in CrossFit. It's amazing. How do you keep up with all of it? Well, um, I'm lucky. I have a very supportive husband and family. Um, and yeah, I mean, I definitely have a lot of balls um, that I'm juggling right now. Um, but I, I feel so, so fortunate that I have all of these opportunities. Um, it just means I really have to kind of plan out my days, um, you know, really kind of think about things and, uh, but I love it. I absolutely love it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose any other way to be living right now. Well, I love you on the broadcast desk when you do that. Please keep doing oh, it. You got, do you have plans to yes. continue to do that? Please say yes. I, as long as they'll ask me, I'll say yes. You know, my, sometimes much to my family's demise, they're like, wait, what? You're going where? Are you what? Um, but I love it. And, you know, a lot of it, I don't I think maybe Nikki and I've talked about this. It's really challenging for me, even still. It's like I didn't go to school for broadcasting. I'm I as much as I love to talk, um, I don't think of myself as a public speaker. And so it's really nerve wracking to me, but I'm just somebody who I love to be challenged. And so kind of the challenge of learning how to do this and um, trying to do it and trying to get better. Uh, I, I love it. Well, if you ever need to practice, I'll pretend to be Sean Woodland. <laughs> and well, I'll take off my glasses. I'll be less funny and it'll be just like that. It'll be great. <laughs> Be great. <laughs> the only difference will be normally we stack plates for Annie to stand exactly. on yeah. so that she's not but way true. too short for Sean. Maybe we wouldn't yes. have to do that. I, next I should to also you. say already, I am already less fit. I'll have to pretend to be more fit because Sean is more fit than me. He's a fit dude. He's very, he's very fit dude. Did you see, and I never realized how fit Sean was. I mean, I knew he was fit, whatever, but last year, I think it was, it was 21.1 and he did the workout after they, after the announcement and he posted or somebody posted a picture of him without his shirt on. And I was like, oh my God, Sean Williams is ripped. completely completely and I feel like has been like getting more ripped year over year where I'm like all of us are getting like old and fat and tired and meanwhile Sean's like killing it out there and the fit game what the fuck he's getting so ripped I've been pushing for them to test the games desk like (laughs) (laughs) believe me John if we could we would (laughs) but we can't if we could get the stuff and be I say Matt, Matt laughs all the time because we always say it like as a joke, like, man, if we could get those good steroids, believe me, we would, because I would be out there looking ripped and fly and not competing and I wouldn't give a shit. And like, well, and I mean, there's a lot of people have said it, like, if you're not competing and you want to do steroids, go ahead. Right. It's only once you're competing. Yeah. 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 Or if you don't like your nutsack, you know, just go for it. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Who needs it? Why not? I think yeah, it speaks to the power of the brand, though, or the you know the power of the of the of you know CrossFit itself. Though you know, I see Sean training online like everybody else, and it's not like he's you know got some magic formula. He's out there doing twenty one fifteen yep. nine or whatever while his kid's sitting in a playpen next to him. You know, and, yep. and he gets it in where he can get it in. He's not doing four hour long workouts. He's doing 20 minute workouts that are intense and they are constantly varied. Like it's yep. not I, magic. I, I do love that about our sport and our broadcast specifically. And I don't think that a lot of other sports have that, which is fine. Like you don't need to be, uh, you know, a competitor in the sport in order to commentate on it well. 
in a lot of other sports. But in our sport, because we're so community-based, I do feel like it's really special that a lot of our broadcast team is either competing or was competing or has been coaching or is a, a part of the community in one way, shape, or form, even just goes to the gym every single day. I just feel I feel very lucky that we all are so very much like a unimind, if you will, in that yeah. sense. Like the hive mind is strong because if you bring an outsider in, it is really hard to bring them up to speed on all the things that you need to like think very nimbly on in, in a CrossFit broadcast. Yeah. Well, there's like definitely that technical side of it, but even just the empathetic side of it and understanding mm-hmm. like, you know, when you're talking about an athlete, when they're in the middle of a, of a workout, it's you, you've been there, you've done it and it may not be this workout, but you can definitely speak to it much better knowing what it means to be, you know, in the middle of 2159 of something or whatever it is. Can you imagine bringing in an outsider to the games? Like I walked into the games last year into the Coliseum and it was in the event where they were doing um, the, the, the handstand push-ups, but they were freestanding. Remember that one? And it was like the ladder and it's one that, um, that anyone, and I walk like I'm a veteran CrossFitter. I've seen everything stupid that could ever be done. And I walked into that. And I'm like, what the hell are they doing right now? Like, I was so confused and I've seen it all. Imagine if you had no idea. Right. What CrossFit right. was like and trying to describe that to someone. It yeah. Was, it, it just looks like the circus. Yeah. yeah. Plus the yeah. team events already are like a circus. Usually yeah. like they're it's just, hard to follow. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, what's interesting a lot of times we have this really great like behind the scenes crew. Right. And that's down to like, obviously the guys in the truck who are super experts at not only broadcast, but also CrossFit. And a lot of times the, the, even the camera guys and gals are people that we've worked with many, many times over, but sometimes we'll bring in or filter in like local people or camera crews or people who are excellent at the technical stuff, but have never seen CrossFit and to watch Rothy and the truck team like sit these people down and basically crash course them on all things CrossFit. And like, this is a thruster. This is what it looks like. At this stage, they will have completed the movement and then they will advance to this spot. It is like, it's, it's beautiful. It's like a symphony. It's, it's really just a testament to how wonderful and professional and knowledgeable those people are who run the broadcast, honestly. Will you be working any of the open announcements? Are you allowed to say? Am I asking in a bad question? They haven't. They are, <laughs> I'll say they haven't asked me yet. I mean, I definitely hope to, um, but we shall see. I'm not even sure what the plan is as far as the open goes. It, it just just what they posted that yesterday that there will be live announcements. Well, the, yeah, the I haven't heard anything And I was either. trying to line up the silhouettes to figure out who they were, like everybody yeah. else. Like, yeah. Yeah. So were we, <laughs> and we've like, been in them. Yeah, I'm like some sort of cross. Like, is one of those me? Yeah. Right. (laughs) right Am I in the announcement? (laughs) Am I in there? Have they just not called me yet? Is that me? Well, I was looking at it. I'm like, it looks like two men and two women, but by that token, one could be Boz. You know, it's like, it could be long hair. I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. And in CrossFit, you can't tell by the height. You just can't. Definitely not. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, last year for open announcements, I was part of the broadcast team live from my basement. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> right. It was so cool. I was so happy that we were like, um, kind of like taking advantage of the fact that people are living that Zoom life and yeah. there's the technology out there and we're using it. Like we got a crew all over the place. And, but it was hilarious because I had to stage my basement to like look kind of cool in the background with like some plates and like a noble backpack. And I had like my ring light. Meanwhile, I'm set up on my old like beer pong table from the garage. It has like, it's like covered in stains and it's sticky. And I was like, this is not glamorous, but at least it looks good. But I was just so glad they did the announcements. Cause I think, you know, after <clears throat> what a crazy year 2020 was, Uh, I think it really helped rally the community and kind of give the community some faith in the fact that we were, that CrossFit was trying to go back to the open, um, you know, the semifinals looking a lot like regionals and then the games. And yeah, it was a, it was heartening for sure. 
One thing they did, yeah, I, don't, I don't remember if it was during those open announcements or it might have been during semis, I forget which, but what I hope they do this year is do more marketing around what the affiliates are doing because they ran some commercials last year around mm-hmm. like, here's what's going in the affiliates and you know here's what our community looks like. And it, for me, that's really heartwarming. Like I'm with you. I love the open announcement because it brings the community together and we do Friday night lights and it's like super fun. But I also want the people seeing it to be reminded of like how cool <laughs> everything yeah. that we do is. And I think it's a real opportunity for CrossFit to tell that really positive message, especially in light of kind of all the drama recently. Definitely. Yeah. yeah and I think, you know, one of the complaints was like, <clears throat> too much focus is on the elite athletes and it's like well that's crossfit's choice you know like 2019 let's say or whatever well that was crossfit's choice on how they're gonna put the message out like you're saying john all they have to do is make some commercials highlight some of these affiliates that just you know your average crossfitters doing the open and how their affiliates do it and you know all of a sudden it's accessible and meaningful to everybody yeah yeah I, I have to agree. I think my my favorite assignment ever in the like basically almost decade that I've been doing CrossFit Media at this point was was being on the desk for the games part one pre-show where we just had a ton of community stories like over and over epic interviews and really amazing uh, pieces of, of content that the team, the CrossFit HQ team put together about people who were overcoming adversity, people who had lost weight, adaptive athletes, like unbelievable community engagement. That was by far my favorite thing that I've ever done. I thought it was awesome and very well put together. Yeah, that representation is super important. Like, I can't tell you how many people, every, every time I post something for the adaptive group, someone inevitably will message and go, oh, I have a brother or a sister who has the same impairment. I didn't even know people did this. I should, mm-hmm. you know, get them involved. And like, that's how my dad got into CrossFit from watching me do it. You know, he's 77 mm-hmm. now and he's out there doing all the same crazy stuff we do, you know, and, and he wouldn't have done it had he not seen other people doing it. You know, and, you know, normal people (laughs) and, you know, as normal as they come, well, for the most part, but, but regardless, I think that's the point. You know, CrossFit should, can utilize the big stage and the big audience that they're getting with the elite athletes to market the affiliates. I I mean, it just seems like such a no brainer, right? It's like, we're on CBS sports. Perfect. Now let's highlight the affiliates. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. Fingers yeah. crossed. I hope that's where it's going. I mean, I, I was told someone that today. I was talking to Craig about that today. And I said, if I were, if I were CEO, if anyone wants to ask me to do it, my North star <laughs> for the company would absolutely be all of the marketing goes toward the affiliates and growing the affiliate brand. The games are important, but you should use that as a jumping point to get people into the affiliates. Cause that's where the growth right. is. And importantly, if you get people in, they're going to end up just like all of us doing it for a decade. Yep. You know, this isn't a, I realize there's still, you know, a pretty decent amount of churn, I would imagine, at the affiliate level, people that, you know, do it for a year and bail. But there's also a pretty decent amount of people like us that are just stubborn as hell that are never going to leave. Exactly. They're going to have to drag Uh us out of there somehow. Yeah. So are you on that short CEO list? Uh, God, I hope. Yeah. Well, I'm in cahoots. So of course. Oh yeah. Number one on the list. Didn't you know? John only, cahoots. only if they're trying to tank the company and sell it, that's all. It's the only thing I, I could, I, I, for the life of me, I can't figure out why somebody can't just figure out how to run this thing easily. Like it should be a cash cow, but people try to fancy it up too much. Like there's no money in the games. The games are your advertising space. Exactly. The money's in the affiliates. This business yep. model's not that hard to figure out. Yep. It really yeah. isn't. It just, I really like that John simplified running this company to like, quit trying to fancy it up. That's, that's what they're doing. They've always done this. They've always tried to fancy it up. They put all this money into the games that they know doesn't make money. They know it doesn't. They got They have a budget. They can see the budget. They know what they're spending. CrossFit's a very unique business in the fact that most businesses, as they grow, the corporate structure should grow with it, right? CrossFit's exactly the opposite of that. CrossFit is businesses, as the affiliates grow, the corporate structure does not need to grow at all or very little, like it certainly right. does not need to grow at the same pace. Like, you know, there, there was news today. People are kind of raising hell about Peloton 
the right. CEO who is the founder stepped down and has taken a chairman role, kind of similar to what's going on within CrossFit. But the difference is they laid off 2,600 people when they did it because they're hemorrhaging money. And I, I'm looking at it going, how the hell do they have 2,600 employees to lay off? They're an online bicycle company. Like, right. like how did that happen? And it's because they, they, they mismanaged the pandemic. Yeah, they fancied yeah. it up. That's my point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's face it, a lot of us got into CrossFit because it wasn't fancy. Yeah. Right. That that was a lot of the draw for a lot of us, right? The attraction was how not fancy it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's still staying that way on the affiliate level for the most part. Yeah. I, I think so too. And I certainly hope it continues to do that. I mean, I know affiliates are still opening. I just, I hope this new generation of affiliates have the same passion that your gym does Annie and that Craig's gym and you know the first one I was in because those in those days and I don't want it to be oh in my day things were better but in those days it really was special like you know no one sat around and talked about what was going on at headquarters we just talked about what time we had to be back tomorrow and how horrible the workout was going to be right 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 you know that's the way it should be yeah I think yeah but well, John, you did a really nice night to, or a really nice job tonight, not totally fangirling over the fact that we had Annie on the show because I know that you've been <laughs> You're been really, yet. really really looking for Oh, okay, maybe yeah, maybe it's maybe. still coming. Yeah, maybe. I I'm getting yeah. better. I'm getting better at reining it in these days for the most part. <laughs> I will say uh this is a true story, though. Uh, first time I met Annie was, uh, I forget the name of the club was, but it was in Madison at the Fit 8 after oh, yeah. party. Yes. And this was a weird moment for me because it was my first year at the games. And, you know, the page was a third the size it is now, you know. And, um, and, and I wasn't wearing anything to identify myself. I was just wearing a gray shirt and some jeans. And, and several people had stopped me. So it was starting to feel weird that people were recognizing me. And I've wasn't having to identify myself. And then Annie came over and goes, Hey, can I get a photo with you? And I'm like, shouldn't I be asking you for a photo with you? Like, this is weird now. Like totally weird. <laughs> and we snapped a photo. I thought you were Sean Woodland. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but I was, I was on totally on cloud nine. Cause I'm like, one of my favorite athletes wanted a photo with me. And I can't believe like, all I figure is like all these people taking photos of me, including you 10 years from now, are going to look back at those photos and go, who the hell is this old guy? No like, way. Why, was, no why way. was I taking a photo with that old bald dude? You the know? girls that we were with, that I was with in um, in Miami, John, they were beside themselves that they got to meet you. And they're like just chomping at the bit uh, with the fact that I'm going to be on your podcast. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My cheeks hurt from smiling they're through this conversation so much. It gets so weird sometimes, like, because I can't wrap my mind around why people would feel that way but there's also the other side of me that feels really really blessed and and humbled that people find joy in this work you know whether it's the podcast or the meme page or whatever and um it feels i don't know if obligation is the right word but i do feel obligated to continue to give back to the community because the community bluntly has saved my life and my dad's life and helped my family in so many different ways that I can't imagine not being a part of it at this point, which is why I want the affiliates to do so well. Cause I yeah, think it does that. Totally. For others. I would say, John, I feel the exact same way across all, all situations there. You know, it's like, you're just doing what you love. Uh, and the fact that you're getting any sort of notoriety or fame off of it is, is uh, it's almost confusing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. hard to wrap your, your mind around. Um, but like you said, and, and it's the same for me. It's why I would never turn down a podcast or anything is I want to give back to the community in any and every way that I can. And um, I just enjoy it so much. So I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. Well, I, I am curious before we wrap up kind of what's next for you, like coming up, are you wanting to work through this open and take another run at the games? Or are you just going to do this open and then just, you know, grace us at the, at the game's desk? <laughs> Um, right now, my plan most definitely is to compete this year. Uh, I love competing. I have always said, though, that I will never compete at the expense of of my family. Um, and so, you know, I'm just going to have to see kind of how the season plays out. Uh, like I said, you know, last year was a great year to compete for me because um, because of the pandemic, both kids were not quite involved in sports to the same degree that they are right now. 
And, you know, at 15 and 13, I only have so many more years of being able to support them um, in sports and being at every game and every tournament and driving them. Um, and so I, I just have to kind of watch how the season plays out and how their seasons play out because I don't want to do it at the expense of missing stuff for them. Um, but right now my plan, I, I'm training like I will compete and like I'm trying to qualify for the games again. Um, and I, I love training. So it's not like training to compete is any different than how I'd be training if I wasn't going to compete. So well, that's ironic because I too gave up my run for the games to watch my daughter's in high school. Mm. So. Yes. Mm. Yeah. You know. <laughs> How come you're not asking me that question? What's your plan, Nikki? Oh, if I'm not trying to, if I'm not attacking the open this year so that I could try to make for a run for the games, how come you're not asking me that? Because <laughs> you said you're gonna 2159 making another baby. Yeah. Yeah, potentially that's true, I suppose. No, I had the I had originally pre-baby. I had the goal of, of kind of being ready for the open this year at the RX level and post baby, I realized that is an insane goal. And so I will more than likely be taking on the open again this year, um, in a scaled capacity, but we'll see. Um, I'm close. I'm close. But if there's any like high level gymnastics, I'm just not back to where I was and that's okay. So no yep. big deal. Well, and you know, my philosophy has always been like, you know, I will always train, to, to be in CrossFit forever. So I won't, that's the other thing I'll never do is I won't um, train or do anything today at the expense of, of being in CrossFit for as long as I can. I mean, that yeah. my ultimate goal is to be doing CrossFit 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. Um, and I won't do anything that jeopardizes that ability. Smart. That's so smart. Well, it's my passion. I, I love this. Yeah, well, I am sure you're going to be wildly successful at it. I want to see you win the games this year now. Yeah, hey, thanks. <laughs> Don't make it happen. Maybe you could go get in cahoots with some of the I'm higher going ups. To. I'm absolutely going to get in cahoots <laughs> and make sure the workouts play to your strengths. So just shoot me a message. Tell me what you want them to be, and I'll make sure they're exactly what you want. Okay, perfect. perfect. Can we say zero wall balls? <laughs> None. None <laughs> well, yeah, at all. That, that's actually done, right? Didn't they say they open no wall balls, no yeah. uh, no rowing? Correct. Correct. Like, everyone my height were just punching air. I'm just like, what the hell? Those are the two <laughs> things I'm good at. Yep. Man. Yeah, well, but but you know, and I like they added a stage of competition because they took, you know, for the, the uh age group, they took away 10 spots to the games but they did add a stage of competition this year so there yeah. still could very well be some wall balls and rowing very easily I, I guarantee you there will be wall balls and rowing girl it's coming i know i know <laughs> i did 100 a day no good's good prep that's good prep. open prep <laughs> yep well i'm excited to watch you compete i'm excited to watch you on the desk and i'm I'm super excited you came on and talked to us tonight, Annie. So thank you for I'm joining us. I'm super honored that you guys even asked me. Thank you. See, I can't even believe you'd feel that way. When I, everyone that's listening to this, they have to know, like when I asked Annie to be on, she's like, well, it's about time. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? It truly was about time. Cause we've been talking about it like forever. I mean, you could probably go back and listen to several episodes and we're talking about people <laughs> we would love to have on the show. And you've literally come up a million times. So I love it. you're right. It Anytime. was about time. Anytime, all the time I'm down. All right. Yes. Great. You're our new third host. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Welcome. Well, all right. Well, this has been fun. Nikki, great seeing you as always. Uh, tell, tell your old man I said hello. <laughs> now that I know he's old as, now that I know he's old as hell. Old as dirt. Old as yep. dirt. And uh for everyone listening, we appreciate you joining tonight and we will chat with you guys soon.